You're listening to Reclaiming the Woman in You Beyond Motherhood Podcasts, where you learn how to fall back in love with yourself, get your fire back even after having kids, and feel so confident that you go after your wildest dreams. I'm your host, Camille Busson-Thompson, sex, love, and empowerment coach for mothers. And this is the fifth part of the Simplify and Sexify Your Life in 2020. And today we're going to talk about communications in our relationships. So once you know how to choose your thoughts so that you can create a reality that works for you, instead of being in your default mindset, you know, the one that gets you to self-sabotage, to self-doubt, to keep you small and all the things... Once you practice loving the shit out of your body and worshipping you as the goddess that you are. Once you know the secrets to your feminine energy and sensuality and how to tap into its deliciousness to build up your confidence and clarity. And once you know how to dance with your own emotions with the maturity of a Yoda or a Master Hugway, if you're more to Kung Fu Panda, you, my friend, are now ready to deal with others, to catch yourself before you start projecting things onto them, and especially your partner. Because to be honest, the main part of your journey to feeling happy in this life is learning to fully love and accept yourself. Yes, that's right, you first. And that's why I wanted to focus the four first episode of the Simplify and Sexify Your Life right into how you relate to your body, mind, sexual energy, and emotions. That is the foundations and the recipe for successful partnership as well. So I don't mean that you have to be perfect or have it all figured out, all those steps and having it all together, because I certainly don't. But if you're working on that path of becoming the best version of yourself, You can't bypass the way you treat yourself, the way you talk to yourself, the way you see yourself and your body, including in your subconscious mind. If you've missed the four first episodes of this series, go ahead and catch up. They're fun. And you'll learn how to put those concepts into concrete practices. It's gold. I can tell you, practice is what gets you results. And that's true whether you're learning to swim, dance the foxtrot, speak Japanese, or to love yourself. So now we can focus on how we relate to others and one key thing that can help improve or sabotage your partnership, your marriage, and if you're single, your future relationship, is how you communicate with each other. So today, I invited Michelle Perta who is a marriage coach for moms, to talk about the importance of your relationship dynamic and how to better communicate your feelings. And at the end of the episode, I will share one practice for you to put in place right now, today, to get fast and concrete results in your relationship. So stay tuned because you won't want to miss that. 
I'm really, really happy and excited to have you, Michelle, today. I wanted to bring you in because you're an expert in marriage, marriage coach, and I wanted to uh, chat with you about how we can better communicate in our relationship um, in order to make our lives a bit more simple and a bit easier at home. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and to connect with you and your audience. Um, so I am from California in the United States. Um, and like you mentioned, I'm a marriage coach for moms. And I work with women who have gotten a bit disconnected with their husbands ever since they had kids, or maybe they weren't, they weren't ever solidly connected even before having kids and, and having the stress of people relying on you, being dependent on you to take care of them and your time being compromised, it really puts a lot of stress on any issues that were present before the marriage. And mm -hmm. so I work heavily with women on how to foster that connection with their husband, despite having their time cut in half or even more, and clearly communicate so that they can get their needs and wants met um, mm. and truly get down to the heart of the matter anytime there is a disagreement instead of building resentment, frustration, more disconnect, and then have it impact their overall joy in life. Wow, that's so important. And I love that you do that with women. You focus on working with women, right? You don't coach couples. I do not. Um, mm. uh, my personal philosophy is that in order for a relationship to change, you do not need both partners present. You just need uh, one person to change. And while your partner um, has their own free will to decide to change or not. Once you change, it changes the dynamic of the relationship because they're no longer going to be interacting with the same person anymore. You will be a new version of you, which will create different reactions in them. Yes. And I really love that because I also work with empowerment and how to empower and take responsibility and ownership about, you know, mm -hmm. everything that we put out and including the way we communicate with our partners. So I really love that you focus on how to change yourself first before. Yeah. And I, I am a big believer as well as this ripple effect that it has on our partner. So when we do some work and we identify our needs, then we can express as you're saying. And um, also, do you notice any effect on on the family dynamics so with the children's as well oh absolutely because as you go on through your journey uh, of transforming into a version of you that you're more proud of uh, it naturally comes out in how you raise your kids how you interact with your partner in front of your kids so thereby impacting how they view relationships and how they work right compromise mm -hmm. um, transparency conflict resolution, prioritizing your loved one. And so basically I am helping women to be the person that I needed to be before and learn the hard way. So I want to be able to free women from their own personal suffering, essentially. Yeah. And so can you tell us more about how you came to do that? 
that work. So you start to share about your your history or what you've had to overcome. Yeah. So growing up, my parents um, didn't have the ideal marriage. Um, they're not together anymore. They are actually with new partners now. But growing up, communication wasn't really a thing I witnessed. Um, they just talked about logistics, like who's going to pick up who, who's going to do what around the house. And my mom took on a very typical role as a mother back then of having to do it all, right? The martyr. Mm -hmm. um, whereas my dad, you know, didn't really help, but who knows if he was even asked, right? Um, and I didn't see how communication looked like healthily. I also didn't see how connection looked like. And so I took that experience into my future relationships, right? So that was my childhood. So once I started dating people, I had a list of what I thought a relationship should look like and what I didn't want to do based on what I experienced from them. Mm -hmm. And my mom is not a talker. She's not someone who is comfortable with, you know, going into her emotions and sharing about herself. And so I thought, okay, well, that didn't work for her. I'm going to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. And I, I slowly learned over several relationships that that is not healthy either. Um, I didn't take any accountability. I thought that by expressing my thoughts and opinions and feelings that I was being transparent. But really, I was criticizing I was putting the responsibility of my emotions on my partner at the time. And that doesn't lend to a healthy partnership in a relationship. You do have to take accountability for yourself and be clear about how you feel. So I lacked a lot of self-awareness initially. And it wasn't until I met my husband when I started to do the actual work on myself, getting clear on what I felt why what my triggers were and taking responsibility and knowing that it's not a weak thing it's not a sign of weakness for you to take accountability for your own actions and it's not a sign of it's not a sign of weakness to be vulnerable and share the most painful parts of yourself with your partner um, if the trust is there right if you feel safe enough to do so and in fact mm. doing that brings you closer because they get to know you for the real you not the you that you feel like you need to be to feel loved or to feel strong and as a mom so my my uh, husband already had a child before we got together so my stepson was one when we decided to start dating And I quickly took on the role of, you know, a mother figure for him. Mm -hmm. And I completely lost my identity because I traded it in to be mom, like a mom for him. And mm -hmm. because of that, I had a hard time figuring out, well, where do I fit in with life? Uh, my friends are still going out doing things that I shouldn't be doing as a mom. Um, And I'm dating someone that has a child. So we don't really fully have the time to only be boyfriend and girlfriend, right? 
the times mm -hmm. that we did have his son, which was half of the time was like, okay, well, we're mom and dad. And that's when the disconnect started happening because we just prioritized his son. And fast forward, when we had our own son together, you know, I, I experienced a newborn phase for the first time. And I got that tunnel vision again, where I lost my identity, only mm -hmm. cared about my child and, and what it meant to be a good mom and to have him thrive. Um, and I basically didn't really prioritize my marriage. And again, came the conflict, right? We started fighting more because we weren't connecting. And I see that happen so much in the women that I help today. Um, it's so, it's understandable and completely normal for this to happen, but it doesn't have to happen this way. Mm -hmm. And I just want to teach women that prioritizing your marriage is actually critical for your family survival because you guys are the foundation of the family. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's so true. That's so, so important. I love that you do that. And I totally understand the losing of yourself, the losing of the identity into motherhood. That's really what um, we're trying to overcome here and to get, uh, you know, a sense of how, how can we do that? How can we make it happen concretely in our lives? And mm -hmm. I, I I found that for some women, it takes more or less time to realize that, to sort of wake yeah. up and come out of it. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but it's true that it's, it, it feels really hard, especially to communicate um, about, you know, what you were saying about being vulnerable, sharing the deep truth and the emotions when mm -hmm. we're constantly just juggling you know when yes. we're so busy already fo fully focused on our children and then we're trying to be connected and communicate well but it's the first thing that comes is all those triggers all those like really um difficulties and conflict and it's really hard i mean the women i'm working with um, want more intimacy in their relationship, but they can't get there yet because they feel it's so difficult to even engage and talk and share. So mm -hmm. I think the communication tools are really important here. Um, and I wanted for you to maybe share like a couple of tips or things that you could give us that they could implement in their lives. Yeah. Um, the first step to effective communication is actually letting yourself have the space to process however it is that you feel. It's really important to gain clarity about where you stand, what you need, how you feel, what your triggers are, what it all means before you even approach the conversation. Um, because if you, like many women I help, feel anxious about talking to your partner because you're afraid of what will happen, it's likely because you're not really clear on what you want to say in the first place. And when you approach a conversation without that clarity, the direction of the conversation is fuzzy. Mm -hmm. And by knowing how you feel, but creating space for your partner to process in his own time and respond um, authentically, then you can create more success with having a productive conversation rather than two people trying to figure out how they each feel while 
potentially reacting poorly to what the other person's feeling because they're not clear. So I would say that is step one, to, to give yourself the time and the space to process without judgment and then going to the conversation to share and take ownership. Uh, and by ownership, I mean, you know, using I statements in the correct way, not just saying I think I feel, but rather truly owning how you feel. Like I feel upset um, when I think this is happening. You're not putting any blame on your partner. You're just sharing what you're observing. You're not making any assumptions about what they meant to say, what they meant with, by their actions. It is purely your experience that you're owning because as we all know, we make a lot of assumptions, right? Our mind is wired to do that, <laughs> to make sense out of things. Um, and so the second thing is to get curious in a conversation. Instead of assuming you know why things happened the way they did, honor that your partner did whatever he did for a reason. You may not agree with it, but accept that he did it for a reason and get curious about what that reason could be instead of assuming it was to hurt you, which, you know, is our natural instinct to protect ourselves. Like, oh, this didn't feel right. They must have done it on purpose. Like, that is a disastrous assumption to make in your relationship. Very normal, but it sabotages your relationship because it affects how you approach things. I love the time and space to process. And then this is, I think it's super important to do that and also to work with your body to get there, you know, feel the emotion, go and totally go and feel them really before you yeah. have any conversation. And then yes, come up to the conversation. I love um, the way that you said to keep staying curious and open about that and not assuming because yes, this is what we do. So I, yes, I love those. Very clear. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything that uh, you want to share about, you want to share more about your work and what you do? We'd love to know where we can learn more about what you do. Um, yeah. So I work with women in several ways. Um, mostly uh, I have one-on-one -on -one coaching for women who are ready to empower themselves to create the change that they want to see in their marriage. They're done waiting around for their husband to change. They're done feeling like life is happening to them and they're ready to really take life by the horns and, and change their life by, you know, switching their perspective, doing some mindset work and making choices that support the life that they want to create and thereby transform themselves to transform their marriage. Um, secondly, I also have a free community called Marriage and Motherhood where I offer support to hundreds of women who are looking to start empowering themselves to learn about how to communicate effectively, to learn about how to be more accountable, to learn about how to be the partner they want to be for their husband, to create a safe space for him to open up, to prioritize their marriage and create that quality time together despite the busyness of motherhood and knowing that The way your life looks doesn't have to look like anyone else's journey, that you get to own it because it is your family. You get to create the culture that you guys want together. 
And as long as it works for you guys, then you're a success. Um, so again, that's marriage and motherhood. And I would love for anyone who would like to learn more about how to thrive in your marriage as you navigate motherhood to join. Yes. And I can testify, this is a really, really cool group to be in. Uh, and I love all the things that you share. So yes, yes, I love that our work is so close and yet at the same time, a bit different. And you have lots of tools and clarity to support and empower women. And yes, thank you so much again for joining in today, Michelle. Thank you. Okay, so I promised you one practice to help you change the way you communicate with your partner. So here it is. Ready? So you want to do that practice before you have a conversation about something that is bothering you or that you would like help with. So anytime you feel annoyed, frustrated, mad about your husband or something he said or did, I want you to take a deep breath first and choose not to go to talk to him right now. I know this is your brain's going to tell you to go ahead and say what you have to say, spill your heart. Just don't do it on the moment. If you share that from that place, it's going to come up all wrong, emotional. You get even more frustrated. He won't get the message. It's going to be a mess. So in terms of communication, timing is essential. Take a deep breath. Notice that you have those emotions and feelings coming up. Do not deny them. Otherwise, they would just go stronger and find their own indirect way to make your fuse blow at the wrong moment. So catch yourself before. And as Michelle suggested, step away, find your own space so you can process what is coming up and gain that clarity before you go into assumption and you play the terrible movie in your mind about what all that means. Your brain will trick you into believing something. Just don't trust it. I know it's easier said than done, but stay open-minded and ask yourself, is that absolutely true if it helps? So for the practice, you want to set two pillows on the floor and you could do that on your bed or on your couch, wherever you can go. So you will sit on one pillow facing the other one and you will project your partner onto the other pillow. So imagine he or she is sitting there in front of you. And then you start without any filter to say what's alive for you. So if you feel like screaming, calling him or her names, bidding the pillow, you can go ahead, express anything without holding yourself. After you've expressed everything and feel complete, you will then switch pillows and go ahead and sit on your partner's pillow facing you and you will become him or her, embodying him or her. So about that, don't start thinking, how would he think? Just sit and feel you are him or her. And you just heard all that what you shared how do you feel? What do you want to say? So you talk back as your partner answering to you. And then you'll go back and forth one more time into your pillow as yourself and then his pillow as himself. But this time you will express in a calmer way 
what you feel, what that means, what you think is going on, what you want. Just go ahead and express it. The second time will be different anyway. If you need to do more back and forth until you feel complete, you do that. So with this practice, you will have gained deep clarity around what you want. And also you have processed the raw emotions so that there is no more wounding, so that you can see what you desire clearly to ask or express in a more neutral and mature way. It doesn't mean that your emotions are not valid. And if you're upset and angry about something, that's totally okay to own that. Maybe there's a good reason why you're mad and you should express it in that firm way. But once you've done that practice conversation, you're going to come out from a different space and your partner will respond to that much better. And that's the goal, isn't it? That he gets what you say. The beauty of this practice is that sometimes the clarity you gain is that it was all about you and something you needed to explore and not so much about something that your partner's doing. But sometimes it is and it can clearly come to the surface and then you know what to say to him or her when the time is right. Because our partners can't read our minds. That's something that I had to learn the hard way. We always expect them, especially in long-term relationship, to understand us, to know what we want. Of course, you should know by now. Don't you know already by now how I'm, how I am? No. And yes, we know. And then we're each in our own head. So please, if there's something that you want, try to find the clarity within you and then ask kindly. You won't believe the difference when you do that. It is the same in the bedroom as well. If you don't ask, he or she is not going to read your mind. Ask for what you want. Okay, so next week I'm talking with a feng shui expert. How exciting! About how to deal with clutter and create a peaceful bedroom sanctuary. So you can take your lover in once the talking is over. She's sharing so many gold info, you would be crazy to miss it. And thank you so much for listening in today. If you feel you want to go deeper or you want to feel supported in your journey of reclaiming who you are after children, I work with women and mothers one-on-one -on -one to help them not only get their fire back, but also rediscover who they are to redefine what they want in their life and connect to their passion itself, both in the bedroom and in their lives. I offer free calls, so simply book a call with me and I'd love to hear about you and chat with you about what's going on. Okay, have a wonderful week and talk to you next Friday.